0: Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Ah, two minutes early. I don't like to talk about the show on the show, but you're two minutes early. I'm two minutes early. Two minutes too early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Killing the unborn in the womb.
1: <laughs> That's not what I'm doing.
0: Chasing <laughs> the Redskins back to their homes. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who loves history is uh, Iron Maiden. They love, they yeah, love history.
1: They, they do all their songs sound like
0: troops galloping dun, gada, 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 gada. you know charge light brigade not a great idea no that it turned out it turned out it didn't work out for them john is that a classic pincer maneuver it's even oh. le- it's even worse than a pincer maneuver right it's <laughs> it's more like you just you see a pincer and then you walk into it is that what they yeah did? that's
1: right they rode into a uh, the or they kettling or the kettling john i think they uh, i think they did the uh, the old west thing where they rode into a canyon and they didn't look up, you don't want to do that. Side. No, that's bad.
0: Is if I, I heard correctly, it's important that the position when, when you're in some kind of a martial situation, it's best to uh, you, it's all about position, right? Uh, it's about position, Merlin.
1: That's mm-hmm. absolutely right. It's mm-hmm. a position, position, position.
0: That's <laughs> what <laughs> the army agents are always saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, cause, I was just it's true, because a... like, because like when my father was in Korea. The yeah. story goes. I believe this is a true story. My father was in Korea. He was a foot soldier, and uh, had a terrible time there. He had oh. PTSD before it was cool. But oh, um, you know, he was a uh, he was a real he was a he was a private. He was and a fighter. They, they, they told him to, He became a corporal, but then he refused to paint something when they knew he knew they were bugging out, and so they busted him back down to private. Oh, but he had. I don't know. I see. I I haven't thought about this too much, but the story goes. That he, he wrote a letter, a somewhat coded letter, to his mother, my wow. paternal grandmother, saying something along the lines of, gee, you know, it's so hard here. It sure would be great if Betsy were here. Mm-hmm. And the story goes that my, my grandmother uh, disassembled uh, his pistol and sent it to him in packs of popcorn over time. So then he had a way to deal with snipers. Really? The sniper has the superior position. They got the superior preparation. You know, I don't know if that's in Sun Tzu, but it seems to me that if you're, you're, you're you know, you're, uh, you're a dude in a tree with, as they say, a long gun, yeah. you're going to have a significant advantage o- over the, the private foot soldier.
1: And so, uh, but he was issued a gun.
0: He was issued a, the typical, I want to say an M1, but I don't know, a rifle. Yeah, you know? yeah
1: that's right. That's right.
0: Why, why would I know that?
1: I don't know. You're a, you're a knowledgeable guy. You've known I'm a lot. I'm a gunsman. Of <laughs> <laughs> always, always with the guns, you know? But his mom sent him his, his own personal pistol or his grandma. She just send a pistol to Korea.
0: Right. So They're, she, they're watching she, for that.
1: She sent it one piece at a time in,
0: in like, hey, I made you some fudge. It's like a prison file. Yeah, it, it prison file, precisely so. It's a, in this case, it was a popcorn pack. That's the oh, story. Popcorn. No, that's the story. Everybody involved is dead. So I don't have a way to vet that, but uh, it's a good story. Um,
1: but but he uh, he was in he was in regular combat. He was he had been in combat mul- multiple times.
0: Well, I don't make it sad, but uh, my dad had a terrible time there. He was in the story goes again. The story goes that he was in at least three like frontline battles, oh, like wow. as they used to say in the shit, like real real bad trenchy type stuff. Oh. Oh. And my father was a gun guy he was he was an nRA guy when that was a cool organization. He oh. taught gun safety classes. he was a marksman like he was he was an outdoors guy, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and he was pretty handy uh, with a uh, with a firearm <laughs> he never used oh. it to you know pop a cap in someone 's ass that, that didn't have it coming <laughs> but he grew up with guns. He grew up with guns, but also, like, his first big boy job, at, well, first he was in radio and broadcasting, but then he became, what the, the job he had until he died was uh, a sporting Sniper. goods purchaser for oh. a couple different small department store chains, you know, in Cincinnati. God, that would be a fun job. In the 60s? He got me a basketball signed by John Havlicek. Oh, wow. Sporting goods when they were sporting and good. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, Brenda Moore's. Brendan Moore's, and then he worked at a place. Uh, they eventually had to change their name to Van Lunen's, but in the mm. early '70s, they were called Chinatown. And would you like to guess what the typeface on the sign looked
1: like? <laughs>
0: <A> little chop suey. <laughs> <A> little chop suey. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's true, but the, but the idea being that in the time it would take you to like pull out. You know, precious seconds, right? Like sure, sure, precious seconds. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe, maybe it was. It was probably was just like also nice to have a flavor of home, whether that's popcorn or, or a sidearm. Well, you know, I think it's if you're if you're
1: a private or a corporal, you don't get issued a sidearm. You're absolutely right. That's oh my god, a, John! Yeah. Oh my god, John!
0: This is not yeah. a bit. It's just now occurring to me. What? Both what? our dads fought on the side of America in a war, and did stuff with a pistol. Yeah, in Asia. In Asia. in Asia. Yeah. Your dad shot a zero out of the sky with a pistol. He did with serves. his
1: sidearm. And, you know, I've told you the story about yeah. his sidearm, I'm sure, a couple of times. But, you know, the the additional story is that, and I, I might maybe talked about this in the original telling, but um, they issued them all, you know, 45s, 1911 models. And then halfway through the war, apparently, this is according to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys were uh, were were scoring the tops of their bullets, carving an X in the lead Uh, in their bullet. Yep, 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 yep. To make a dum-dum bullet. Yep, 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 yep. You've heard this story today?
0: Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I've just heard of the notion of it. I think Travis Bickle does the same thing in Taxi Driver. Tap, 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 tap tap on the uh, slug. Is that what it's called? Right, on the slug. And then that's going to be like, uh, that's going to explode when it hits a body.
1: So explode, the, so but
0: it's going to be very heavily fragmented and do a lot more damage.
1: Yeah, it's going to
0: misplode. Mm-hmm. 45, then, I shot a forty five once, John. I don't know if you remember, but it's, it's, I, do. I nearly shot <laughs> it's, myself.
1: I was right there. It's very heavy. Yeah, but you know what? You could tell you were a native gunsman. Oh, you, know, yeah, you, you can tell
0: I got in my bones. You just I'm, always, gunsmen, just yeah, I'm always out there killing something precious with a, a fishing rod or my sidearm or, you know.
1: But according to my dad, about halfway through the war— uh, the Japanese sent uh, sent a message by courier saying, basically, uh, if we catch any pilots with these forty fives, um, we're just going to kill them right right out because it's an unfair. The, these these forty fives oh. with dum dumb bullets, it's not sporting.
0: Unlike the usual uh, commodious uh, accommodations that they provide to their prisoners of war.
1: Yeah, I mean a death march
0: is one. Kind well, of death march. I mean, you know. Sure, death march or exercise march. It just, but it's like it Mitch McConnell. It's it's like I don't know, Mitch McConnell, or like maybe like the guy who runs Andersonville, and you're like, well, don't don't make me get mean with you, you know. I don't know if this is true. It sounds a little bit like
1: another one of these stories that's conflated out of a few different stories, including having read uh, Uncommon Valor and and uh, you know and. Just I, beats me if this story is true or not. But what the point of this story was was that he that all of the forty fives were recalled by the navy. You had to hand in your forty five. Oh wow! And they issued you a thirty eight instead of revolver instead of a instead of a um, an automatic or mm. you know, not not automatic, but like you a, got,
0: you got to load single bullets instead of having a sorry yeah. Um, yeah what, what's what's the word I'll get, I'll get yelled at by the gun people? Uh, uh, but the, you get a magazine instead um, of a. Uh, no, the other way around. You, okay, you, you lose the magazine. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, a, sorry. Yeah, you lose the magazine, and now, now
1: you're you're wide Yeah, you're wide you're wide It. You don't. It's a. Uh, <laughs> you, it's a pistol rather than a. A revolver uh, rather than. A, uh, uh, and a. Uh, mm. Well, whatever it is, a semi-automatic weapon of a kind. <laughs> it's a. It's a gun. Or basically, so they now. take the. They take the one gun back and they gave you another gun. But apparently my dad said that he lost it or something. You know, there was some way, some reason that at the end of the war, when they said, everybody give your guns back, he had a gun to give them back. He gave them the one gun back. Oh. But somehow he was able to bring the other gun home. Because I don't think every Navy pilot
0: went home with his gun. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think your, your clothes, you got to you yeah. give back your hat, you yep. know, all that they stuff.
1: Gi- they give you your wallet. They uh-huh. give you your Blues Brothers suit. They give you one used condom. Yep, one, one pair of sunglasses, um, pack of cigarettes. They, but, you know, my dad's gun <laughs> says property U.S. Navy on it. Oh, do you, do you still have it? Oh, yeah, I still have it. Is it in a cigar box? Uh, no, I bought when my daughter was born. Um, you know, my mother is very anti-gun, extremely anti-gun. Mm-hmm. And uh turns out my daughter's mother slash partner, although her dad is a kind of a gun not a gunsman, but her dad is um her dad is one of these guys that Was he a like, is he a veteran? He's a Air Force veteran from uh from Vietnam. Oh, but he wasn't like a career. Guy. No, no. Okay. He was, you know, he was like he worked in the press office. He's a college professor guy, but oh, he's just a, like just like Private
0: Joker, yeah,
1: exactly. But he's a, but he's like a uh, car guy, motorcycle guy. Uh, like he, he raced Lancia's. Like he's not a, he's not a, he's not a gun guy. He's like a Lancia guy hmm. or a lo- Lancia guy, as they say. Is that a car? Yeah, it's okay. like an Italian, like a fussy Italian Ooh. car. Okay, I gotta look that up. Um but he for Christmas gave my mom a K bar knife, which is like the which is like the Marine Corps combat knife and it's twelve inches long. It's like a it's well, like the, it kind
0: of rolling where you would have with a blood gutter, like a badass knife?
1: Yeah, it's a knife you would put in your put clench between your teeth as you as you Oh, s- go- scrap going, up going the over beam. the hill, ha-
0: hamburger hill they call it. Exactly. <laughs> so you're so, out in the Ardennes just trying to keep it together
1: gave my mom this knife for christmas and
0: it was <laughs> That's a little so
1: bit weird yeah
0: and so i got she, you a
1: knife so she you know takes me aside while everybody's cleaning up the turkey and she's like what am i supposed to do with this thing it's a freaking sword and i was like i don't know leave it at my house i'll i'll find a use for it now i i, I use it every day it's my it's my like open up boxes knife or whatever but the thing is it's a it's a bayonet basically Whoa. and anyway he he had some pearl handled pistols or something when Ariella was growing up, mm-hmm. um, and but she's very anti gun. Mm-hmm. Everybody's very anti gun around here because mm-hmm. we're all we're, we're liberals and guns, guns, guns. Mm-hmm. And so I've got this. I've got a couple of guns. I've got that shotgun I bought it at an auction for fifty dollars, and it turned out it cost me another fifty just to sign the papers. Mm-hmm. And then I've got the you know I got this one over here. I got this one saying no soup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was told in no uncertain terms that I could not have a gun in the house with the baby. And I said, listen, I'm a full-grown man. You can't just stand here and tell me anything in no uncertain terms. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it works. You don't. Know, you don't say something like that to well, my couldn't mom.
0: not you do what my dad did? My dad, back when it was fashionable to not want your family dead, my dad did all the things. Like he yes. had that, I used to play with, he would have, he had a bunch of those little locks that you put over the trigger, over the, mm-hmm. you know what it's trigger called, locks. called? Yeah, trigger I guess lock. that's what it's called. See, but these people get so fucking mad if you call anything the wrong name. Um, it's yeah. actually the actu- uh, the actuation lever or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. those little things with a little lock on them, they were so cool. Yeah. The and actuation little, lever. Yeah. yeah, the actuation lever. Yeah, And so, so he had those in all the, the, the firearms. Mm-hmm. And I think they were, I don't know if they were locked away, but they were definitely somewhere you couldn't get to. And, of course, mm-hmm. then the ammunition was always stored somewhere completely separately. Right. vis are V. unlike, say, my stepfather, you would not have a loaded revolver by your bed. <laughs> right or, or like my brother under your pillow a yeah that's a, that's that a, gives a you real uh, some real uh chekhov
1: teen years you know what i'm saying yeah. my dad kept his gun on top of the refrigerator as you do yes um and uh and it was never it was never a problem because i always took the bullets i always took the magazine out of okay. the gun before i played with it
0: that's just responsible john so, yeah thank you did you check the chamber uh mostly did you do that chick mostly chick thing like when you hand I a did. gun to your oh, superior yeah. officer do the chick chick thing
1: Chick chick that's, Make a, sure there's that's, that's one a, in there yeah. well, The thing is once you pull the magazine out if you go chick it will stay open it remains open okay. So it doesn't so then in order to get it to go chick you have to push a lever mm. But I agree with them 100% and so what I did uh, you know, cuz my mom grew up in a house her dad was a freaking gun
0: well, weren't he, they, I mean, this, gunsman. this I, I, I do not, you know, email John about all of this, but I think in a rural yeah. context, there are much more reasons to have a firearm run. If you're on a farm out in the middle of fucking nowhere, it makes a lot of sense to have a shotgun probably.
1: Yeah, but he was a crazy, when he died, He's he had nut. 200 okay. guns. He's an Ohio nut, yeah. Yeah, he had 200 guns. And my mom <laughs> says that when she was growing up, there was a gun leaning in the corner of every room in the house. Oh so boy. when you that would sit in the living room, John over they were just, they were just leaning in the corner too. They weren't like on a, st- on a guitar stand or anything. <laughs> they were just like, she said that she was never afraid to be home on the farm at night. Um, because there was a gun in every corner, <laughs> and, yeah. but I think it might have done a little number on her because she's very much she, but she's also like anti-police. Like she doesn't believe that there should be armies, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a, I do a lot of tut-tutting and Mm. of course that's my only response when I'm told something in no uncertain terms. All I can do is tut-tut because, you know. The one power we
0: have left is (laughs) tut-tutting. That's right.
1: What can you say to her? Mm. All I can, you know, all all I can do is tut-tut and she can't do anything about that except, you know, say things in more uncertain terms. Yeah.
0: You you already know she's probably not going to pull out a K-Bar full-size U.S. Marine Corps fighting knife straight. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, because that's I, a good-looking I, knife. I kind of want this. They're beautiful. Wooden handle? Is it like a wooden handle? It's got well, it's leather.
1: It's a leather oh, handle. Is it? Oh, this yeah, is they're, cool. They're really gorgeous. You know why they're called a the k-bar? K-bar. Because uh, back in the 19th century, a guy wrote him a letter, wrote the company a letter, and said, "I K-ed a bar." Huh? With your oh, with your knife. I, I see. K-ed, in the vernacular, K-ed a he K-ed a bar. And and bar. They were like, "He okay. K-ed a bar." Why don't we just call? Sometimes you,
0: you k the bar, and sometimes the bar K's you. Exactly. But anyway, so what I did was
1: I went down to the, I went down to the place and I bought a safe, I bought a gun safe Hmm. that has a, like a fingerprint ID combination, impenetrable gun box. (laughs) And when you open it, uh, there's a little light on that goes on inside and only I, I, only I can access it and secret code. (laughs) And I said to everybody, all right, it's now the gun is in a gun box. Now what? Area. that's pretty good. Right. And they were like, still, it's not enough. And so then I had to hide the, I had to hide the gun safe. And I said, every one of these things, every dimension, you make it every, every extra step that I put in between me and retrieving this sidearm. When, when the zombies come, yep. you're put, you're, you're making us all unsafe. And I was scoffed to death. Hmm. By uh, by the uh, army of women that tell me what to do
0: because because of just uh, generalized uh, zombie skepticism, or do they think you're trying to? Do they feel like you're trying to come up with a reason? They believe that the whole argument of home defense
1: and uh, and handguns is a specious mm-hmm. argument that holds no water, and and they're quick to point out that there was that I had a burglar <laughs> in my house. That I thought was a uh, was a possum. So, I mean, if you were awake, you would have done something. Well, yeah, I would have <laughs> stood at the top of the stairs and said, "Get the hell out of my house!" And they would have <laughs> dropped everything and would have ran.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, if
0: <laughs> if I had, should have, uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a shame. That's a shame. You you lost your opportunity, John, that one time.
1: I know. I know. If there'd been a gun in every corner of the house, then
0: that burglar would. I, like, I still blame the possum. I still blame the possums. You do thought do. it was possum. I do too. Is that the pearl? And, You know, frankly. Possa? Mm-hmm. <laughs> possum?
1: I have not seen a possum in a long time and I wonder whether something happened.
0: Oh like you word got think, out like the opposite of a crow?
1: No, no, I think that maybe there was a maybe there was a possum plague but nobody cared. Oh. It didn't even make the news newspapers because nobody cares whether there are possums or not.
0: If that was if that was pandas people would care. Uh, if that was if, if
1: it was a lot of things right yeah. i mean if it was yeah. even like even other gross things like but I bass think players possums, or something yeah ugh, nobody would nobody would miss them until <laughs> mm-hmm. until the guy playing bass on the synthesizer until you really took a good look at him and realized he was dressed like a doctor he's just like a like, doctor and that's oh. just a guitar
0: that's a guitar that's not even a
1: bass but i don't hmm. you know i've never done enough research on a possum to know what they're there for right like when God made a possum, mm-hmm. you know, I I would I would consult Kipling's just so stories, except they're canceled. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know. Got those remember, in a separate vault now.
0: I Can't even have them in the house.
1: I don't I don't know whether he even wrote one about a possum. I doubt he did. I doubt a possum even
0: warranted a just so. That story. could be a Robert Frost. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I think well, I'll never see anything as awesome as this really cool looking possum.
1: <laughs> but what do they do? Do they eat? Do they eat grubs? If I understand what you're thing.
0: saying, uh, you know, we'll have to bring in John Syracuse, so we've got to probably loop him in, Syracuse, for this. But sure. this, is, uh, this is what, what John Syracuse refers to as evolution, which is that there are challenges and opportunities that over time you get the, what they call survival of the fittest. So like what, what, what was it that the PASA were capitalizing upon? What did they supplant? That kind of thing, or, you know, you get that whole classic, like, you know, playing God in Yellowstone thing of, like, well, we decided we wanted more bunnies, so we got rid of the wolves, and then we had to, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But we're
0: trying to do this hustle on nature, like it's not going to figure it out. Oh, nature mm-hmm. figures it out, don't worry about that. Oh, but now sure you got does. four problems, you know what I'm saying? And in this instance, what what is, you were saying, your question becomes, what is the PASA, what are the PASA there for? And so, like... I, I have heard it said, and I am not a botanist, but I've heard it said that the only truly useless animal is the mosquito. I've heard it said. that The mosquito really? does not have a role. Like, other. you could say, like, well, roaches, like, they do a thing, or like, you know, or like Husker Doo says, you know, the, the rats eat the cats and the cats eat the rats. Yep, Their yep, situation... Yep. Where I feel like it, 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 situation, it there's might situation be of, where there's things that evolve that end up helping, like you know, like those kinds of like animals that like there's those birds that sit on cows and, and uh-huh. eat their bugs.
1: Exactly, the birds
0: that sit on cows. Yeah, um, but I, what is what is a possum? I always on, I always nature-wise? understood
1: that the mosquito fed the bats, but is it just
0: is the only reason we have bats? Just to eat mosquitoes? I, see, this is one of those things where, like I say, I'm 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 not a, a scientist, but like this is one of those things where I think it's difficult not to introduce certain kind. Of, even if you walk away from the um, anthropomorphism, there still is this sense of ooh, gross. Nobody likes mosquitoes. So I don't know yeah. that might that might seep down all the way into the scienticians, But like, there's a lot of cute stuff we tolerate that just would never make it in the wild. Whereas some of the hardier things, I don't know if you ever camped in Gainesville, Florida, but woof. They'll, they'll take a piece out of you, those skeeters.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I come from Alaska. I don't
0: oh, know if you was know that. Oh, is that the national bird, as they say, John? Yes, it is. Sorry, national state it. bird. You know, the worst, I think the worst attack I ever got was in a tent in Gainesville. But hmm. one time, my lady and I were visiting her family in Providence, and we went to the Y and said, oh, look, there's a beautiful little uh, grove over there. Let's take a walk before we go back to grandma's house. Sure. And like as soon as we step Beautiful off grove. the concrete into the grove, which is just a bunch of trees and some standing water, mm-hmm. holy <laughs> shit! Torah, Torah, Torah! Yeah, it's the standing water that gets you. That's how they get you. The
1: yeah. possum. No, they'll, hmm. they'll they'll lift a moose right off the ground. Uh, you know what? We have actually some fans who listen to the show. Yeah, who are uh, chiropr- uh Is that right? They study chiropractors. Uh, that's the that's the name. Is that a I chiropodist, believe. John? What am I thinking uh, of? Uh, yeah, chiropodist.
0: Okay. Right. All right. They're chirop- the ones that, that they scrape your feet and uh, study of uh, study PASA.
1: It's the they're the bat studiers. Oh bats. Yeah, yeah the chiropterologists as okay. I call them. Okay, okay. Uh, they study the bats and I've had them come I've had them come up to me at events and say, Oh yes, I'm a uh I'm a chiropterologist or whatever yeah, you sure. call them. A a chiropterologist and I go very interesting. Tell me more, and they're like, "I'm so uncommonly
0: not interested in what people do for a living." But I would I would talk to a helicopterologist all night. I would love to know more. I'd learn a lot about bats. But I bet you, by extension, by proxy, by metaphor, I would also learn about about rats and other things that fly. I bet you'd learn a lot. You learn about rabies. You learn about how it gets into a lady's beehive.
1: You learn how it fights crime
0: as as a sadistic billionaire. There's all kinds of things you could learn from a chiropterologist.
1: You know me, I like yeah. to learn what ha- what happens in a person's life that they
0: become a charmanophologist. Absolutely. Like again, it's you know it's what John Syracuse would call evolution. Did you right. excel in this course or did you just right. snoop or eat the booger in this other course? Is that <laughs> I mean, so you were gonna be an like, actor, but your ophthalmologist was your fallback. I'm
1: like a biologist and now I'm a I'm now I'm a an ichthyologist and yep, now yep, I'm yep. a you know, and now I'm a bopnopist. Yep, 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 yep. I think the way that I think that the way that that evolution works in the case of of a, of like a possum mm-hmm. is that God has a thing for everything, hmm. right? And when I say God, quote unquote, I mean yeah, evolution. Fine. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. evolution, God slash evolution, okay, makes a thing for everything. A thing for everything. And it, and it does it by evolution. See, I've I've talked to Sikutha huh. about this that quite a bit.
0: It. A thing for everything is in like something to eat and be eaten by? Yeah. A, a, okay. a, a time for every purpose under heaven. Oh turn, turn, turn.
1: Okay. Right? So 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 John's explained this to me. And it's, okay. Okay. it's basically that there are needs mm-hmm. and there are must needs. There are four also neither musts. Right. Or nor And that and that nature Turns into nurture and makes a thing basically oh, through, through evolution for everything. Nature vacuums and abhorrence. That makes sense. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so the possum can only exist because there was a niche that it that it needed to fill. That God, it's viz, a niche that God needed to scratch. I get yeah, it. Viz evolution yep, 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 yep. created a possum, so the, it can't be purposeless. It can't just be wandering around like looking for its duck. <laughs> things in nature have their ducks. Yeah. it's only we and our and our, our poor dogs. Friends. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, who who haven't found their duck? A possum knows what its duck is, and hmm. in most cases that I've seen, it's a bowl of cat food. That's what yeah. possums are here to do. They're here to they're here to take care of cat food.
0: They're here to take care of cat food. See, we go through that right now. There's something going on. I didn't to talk to Syracuse about this, but there's something evolutionary happening in San Francisco. As you know, when mm. it gets rainy here, we talked about this a lot. You get way more rain than we do, but during our what we call rainy season, you get a lot of what, what they call sugar ants. Which Monsoon these, season, yeah, kind of monsoony, but like uh, it's uh, uh, you get these ants and boy- are you having some ants problems now? Well, right here's now? the thing. It's not even rainy season. We didn't even really have a rainy season. Now, what I know is – well, what I know – I'll make this as quick as I can. The, what I know is – what I know is what that – What do you know? That when it rains, there's a lot of critters that get displaced. Yes, especially in the, uh, in the, uh, in the park with the Confederate ghosts. Okay? So you're going to oh, see displaced okay. uh, and nails. Nails? What Snails? Does, Snails? Why does the rain displace the snails? Well, think about this. Where where, where, where does snail live? Snail snail lives in ground. Right, in the mulch. In the mulch, a snail or a slug. And then you get uh, a surfeit of rain out of nowhere, that dry ground. And, you know, dry ground gets confused about rain. A lot of invasive exotics. Trees are getting knocked Uh over, dogs and cats. And then, so they're kind of pushed out of their house. Ditto sugar ants. When it rains, rain goes down. Right. And then that's going to drive them out of of their little condos, and then they go seeking uh, a shelter and food. And they just keep going up and up and up. Now, yeah, Wilson talked about this, right? Mm -hmm. So you got these guys going all over the place. They're following trails. They're all Mm -hmm. working independently of one another. Here's what's crazy. Our our, our, uh, our, our, our heinous, our our truly grievous, grotesquery of a cat, those ants are still going ham on her food, and it is the month of April. We are way past Monsignors of rain season. Oh, no. But you know it's hard because you can't really fool them. You know it's sort of like okay, no, you know this with pasa, and you uh, know this so raccoon i.e. with raccoon <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with luakuan. But if you've got a raccoon and you want to keep them away from your, your bird food, you try to uh-huh. do all this stuff. You go ha ha ha! I'm going to uh-huh. put a cone on here, or I'm uh-huh. going to do a low ropes course, and that will surely keep the raccoon away. It doesn't work. It does not.
1: No, they're How too do you smart. Keep
0: cat food away from pasa. I mean, you well, kinda can't right? They'll find it because it's food.
1: If you put it outside, if you feed your cat outside, yes. this is the thing. You, possums aren't going to find your uh, your cat food because your cat food is in your kitchen. I well, presume, unless they're looking
0: something. to get your passport and your old iPad. Exactly.
1: Okay. I I believe, and I I, I learned this when I was fighting sugar ants. What I, what I, what it never occurred to me, because you think about nature, you think about ants and you're like, oh, ants. I mean, when it rains, yeah. they just climb up on a stick or whatever and surf it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a surfeit
0: of ants. Surfing the surfeit. Mm-hmm.
1: But it turns out ants can drown. Yeah. This yeah. is not a thing I knew because, you know, if you take a cockroach or you take any of these water bugs, you take one of those uh, marmorated stink bugs and you yes. put it in the toilet. Yeah. They'll just swim around all day. You can put a marmorated stink bug in the toilet and cover it with toilet paper. You can, you can just, visibly
0: see them laughing at you.
1: They're laughing, and if you flush them, they're just gonna. They're somebody else's problem. They're, they go. What's, that, miles what's, that, down what's river? that
0: marmorated stink bug doing in there? The breaststroke, I believe. Ha ha ha! It's, it's not that funny. You I, stink what? bugs are gross. Oh, and marmorated. They, they smell ones like specially. what do they smell like? Amaretto. They smell like um, like a kind of an almond smell when you smash them. I have found. That
1: people talk about, they they you know, they're literally called stink bugs. Yeah. But I have never found them to be particularly stinky, and that's, I guess, because I don't crush them.
0: Oh, good for you, I man. just grab, I grab them, and I— Just and because I, you own a bunch of guns doesn't make you a crusher of bugs. That's right. I'm not a monster. No. I well. do flush them down the
1: toilet. Sure. Uh, but usually, if I'm fighting marmorated stink bugs at any given time, I don't want to waste an entire toilet flush on one stink bug— so I'll wait oh. until I until I've got a yeah. Full- but I mean,
0: if you're going to fight somebody at the veil, you're going to open up the moon roof, and then you can throw the guy down and watch him fall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same situation. Been thinking about moon roofs a lot lately. I was watching that episode last night. It's a really good episode. Um, the um, uh, uh, other things I know. Um, so like you know, see. So here's another thing, John. Is we get a lot uh, very confused. Uh, not everybody's John Syracuse— or, no. or studies marmots. Like a lot oh. of us get very confused about this nomenclature. So, like in Florida, we have a lot of euphemisms. You, I don't know if yeah. you have those same euphemisms. You never call it a cockroach, even though it is an American cockroach, usually, the big ones. You call, what it, do you what call it? it? water bugs. A water bug. We right, a problem but right, aren't right now f- with water bugs.
1: Aren't Florida florida water bugs aren't they don't they fly oh
0: and don't they're they africanized have... they're asianized i don't want to be oh. ping pong but yeah some of them could fly and for whatever reason they're they're hardwired, as john syracuse would say they're hardwired to fly directly into your fucking face when you turn the lights on they go floppa, a ter- floppa, 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 and now you got a face full of roach
1: i have a terrible story uh, that someone told me once about cool. uh about <laughs> about being <laughs> in florida <laughs> And uh, you know, they were partying, they were chilling, and they uh, they had there was a bong and they went to take a big toke out of their bong and there was a big water bug in the bong. Oh
0: my god, I bet he was and so they were, baked.
1: Oh the the water bug was baked and the person that had the bong with the water bug in it was bummed, bro.
0: Yeah. That would it be It makes awesome. you look like a bad host. Oh right. Right? didn't like, right. It's like serving Gee, some somebody like something on a dirty plate or something. One time my mom was playing tennis with a woman and, and the, she was drinking Pepsi like a monster and there was a bee in it. And, or, a bee. So here's another one. Is it a bee or was it a yellow jacket? Chances are it's probably a yellow jacket. What you think is bee is often yellow jacket. Anyway, it bit the roof of her mouth right while well, she was playing tennis. O-M-G, as my daughter would say. Absolutely. And like you always still, you know, right? You still wipe off the top of a can of pop. Because, you know, there's trucker pee on there, right? I do. Every time I did it
1: yesterday, I was like,
0: got to wipe off this this Do you you go tap, tap, tap on top before you pop it? I do. Yeah, I thought you did. I thought you did. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, anyways, I'm just saying, now, Yellow Jackets also, we were set upon one time, the worst Yellow Jacket setting upon I was participating in was on a school field trip to the pumpkin patch Mm. in, uh, I want to say second grade, went to the pumpkin patch. And boy, oh boy, you know who loves pumpkins is Yellow Jackets. Huh. Uh-huh. And when they get bored that. with pumpkins, they go after the kids and the dads. And then the thing is, do you know this about a yellow jacket? Not a bee. I'm not talking about a bee here. I'm talking about a yellow jacket. Do you know if you smash a yellow jacket, you know what happens? What? It's, it's sort of like Mitch McConnell. It attracts it just, more yellow jackets? Oh, yeah. It just makes them mad. It just makes them mad. And now they know to go after wherever the, the, the uh, you know, oh, no, Uncle Sid, he got smashed. And then, like, you go after that and you find the dad there going, ah, 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 and waving things around. Right. Mm-hmm. They're also attracted to the color yellow. <sighs> now, Pasa, because like, there is this Hakuna Matata, circle of life thing that goes on, where, accepting the mosquitoes here, like there are certain kinds of things. I mean, th- th- this is known, right? That there are certain kinds of things that have a role in nature. They eat a thing, they get eaten by a thing. I believe uh, I've heard it referred to as the, the food chain. There are... Is hmm. the... Is
1: the O silent or is calling it a possum just a hillbilly thing? Or am I just
0: – because I only might call be, them possums because my mom – We're kind of back to the Cannes Film Festival problem here, I, I think. See. I'm not – you know what? I will look it up because I would like to know. I, th- I feel like the way you're supposed to say it at the kind of place where you'd sip tea with your pinky eye is you say a possum. A possum, right. And, and, and a, a possum. What, when we
1: talked about them uh, a long time ago, uh, you you referred to them as opossums then. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and my whole life I've been you. like, yeah. what's <laughs> the difference between an opossum and a possum? Uh-huh. And I think it might just be that although my mom hates hillbillies, hmm. she is from Ohio. No, 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 she does. They're the people that she hates the most in Are they in worse the world. than
0: Bonaparte, you feel like?
1: Oh, for sure. Really? For sure. No, no. The people that she hates oh. the most are in order <clears throat> people from Kentucky.
0: <laughs> and That's my then,
1: people. And then everyone else.
0: Oh, shit. Really? So people,
1: of, people of Kentucky are the top of her list. Oh, well, no. Um, then people of s- Southeastern Ohio, who are, in her estimation, uh-huh. people from Kentucky. But not,
0: well, Southwestern Ohio? Is she I'm anti-Cincinnati? Sorry. Be honest.
1: No, 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 no. She loves Cincinnati. Southeast. You're South talking like Eastern, over in the holler.
0: You're talking yeah, like over a slightly more, uh, a little more Appalachian over here on the right. So I guess, I guess there's people from Kentucky
1: at the top of her hate chain, and Above then people Bonaparte. from West Virginia slightly Ooh, below that. wow. And then everybody. Then it's everybody
0: what Freud calls the narcissism of minor differences.
1: That's exactly right. We'll no, no. As far as she's concerned. She, she considers people, herself a Hill William. Well, the people from Northwestern Ohio and uh-huh. the people from Southeastern Ohio, in as far as she's concerned, there is no greater divide. There's no thicker uh, border, really? in the universe. the uh, The border between the between Turkey and Greece is not more fortified in her mind. Whoa, really? Than the border between northern north e- w-
0: northwestern Northwest. ohio and
1: southeastern
0: ohio if you're comfortable saying so and feel free to say so if you're not okay to say so um so like i i mean i know something about ohio i mean i I've, yes. I've made plaster i made a plaster ohio you know and uh, i've made indian mounds you know i've yes. had i had the ohio, ohio state education in fourth grade uh, sure. as a cincinnatian a cincinnatius uh i know like toledo i know cleveland Colorado. i know columbus dayton <laughs> uh <laughs> What? What'd you say? You know Toledo, you know Tolado. Let's call the, <laughs> Let's whole, call thing off. the whole thing Let's call I hate you. If you're comfortable saying, for OPSEC reasons, yeah. yes, yes, is there a fine. city, more or less, a town, a burg, is there anything roughly near where your mom grew up that would give me some sense of place, apart from just generally Northwestern? Do they just not have uh, incorporated areas there? Is she oh, anywhere oh, no, near no. like a big town? Uh, well, a big town.
1: I think that you would find that the big town where she grew up was Lima, Ohio. Oh, really? Which, which I thought it was pronounced there, Lima. Uh, nope, Lima. And there is nothing to recommend Lima, Ohio.
0: I'm yeah, most right. towns up there are named such things like Buttsburg or, yeah. you know, or, uh, or or Coxville or something. They all have slightly embarrassing names. Well, they're all built on
1: what was formerly the edge of the Great Black Swamp. The Great, great Black Swamp. The Great Black Swamp, which Ooh. was, um, which was drained over the course of of decades by our by our hardy pioneers. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the way the towns are built up there, you know, in our in our Roderick on the Line uh, geography lesson of where's the river, why is this town here? Absolutely. A lot of them are built on what was the dry ground along the edge of the Great Black Swamp. Okay. Great Black Swamp must have been an in, an amazing place, an incredible place. I don't think uh, I've ever was, heard that. I've, I've heard it. I don't remember it. It was enormous, and it's now long gone. But Lima, Ohio now, Lima, Ohio, when my mom was growing up, was um, was the bustling, nearby, slightly larger town that her father... Drove the bus back and forth
0: from and to
1: my, Is it kind my of place gr- where
0: you go for like slightly different provisions like for for like canned food or something so in the
1: in the if you were gonna go to the to the department store mm-hmm. to get some get some pretty you know, ribbons for your hair. Yeah, to get some frocks for okay. the for the start for the dancing season, <laughs> dance frocks. Uh, mm-hmm. You would turn the other way and you would go to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh boy. But Lima, Oof. is where you would go if you I don't know why you would go to Lima. I've been to Lima and I don't ever need to go back. And no offense to any Roderick on the line listeners who are who are in Lima at the moment. Yeah. I I got into a minor traffic accident in Lima. Oh no. And it was a uh it was a situation where i was like give me the heck out of lima and yeah. i might have even said to the cop yeah. i was like give me out of i was here. like can you can you write that ticket faster <laughs> cuz Doc hollywood type situation <laughs> <laughs> i got to get the hell out of this town cuz uh-huh. this place there's a there's a there's like a there there's a great black swamp and it's hovering a 100 feet above lima ohio okay hmm. but my mom's ohio <clears throat> is you would <laughs> think that it would be oriented toward Toledo, but it wasn't. It was oriented to, to Columbus because Columbus is where the I, I think that my mom has a has an abiding love of Columbus. Mm-hmm. And by extension Cincinnati. <clears throat> right? Like there's a there's a kind of Columbus Cincinnati
0: de pas de It's not – okay, so Ohio is not a fancy place, but Ohio is kind of several different states. And Cincinnati is, at least when I was there, very much almost its own state. Not not its own state, but, like, it was was the – as I've said, I think, numerous times on here, it's sort of the cosmopolitan baby of, like, Indiana and Kentucky getting drunk and fucking one night. And then their fancy baby is Cincinnati. It's not – it's a very conservative area like Indiana – it's very hillbilly mm-hmm. area like Kentucky, mm-hmm. but it's not the union state that like the northeast part is, right? right? But like there's that corridor, I feel like, from Columbus to Cincinnati, where you got Dayton along the way and stuff like that. We're like, that's like, we would like to think that that's kind of the fancy area of Ohio.
1: Yeah, although. <laughs> For no the particular real, reason. <laughs> the real money in Ohio is up in that Amish farm comp- uh, country out around uh, Akron. You know, if you if you think about the Rust Belt cities, right. it's like, ah, that, those cities are all poor, but you get out into the farms around there, and that's like some,
0: that's big money Ohio. Those Mennonites can make a hell of a pie. I'm just going to say mean, it. Well, they're... You, you know, ever have a Mennonite pie? That sounds like something from Urban Dictionary, but the Mennonites make a very careful pie.
1: I have not had a Mennonite pie, but there's there is... a Mennonite is, pie place in Sarasota, of all things. There's a hardware store in... Um, in the ohio around where my dad's people are from and uh, that's um that's like an amish hardware store and every time my mom goes back to ohio uh where her city was born <laughs> Um, she, she goes to this crazy uh, hardware store and sends me pictures of exotic woods. She's like, look at this.
0: This oh. wood is naturally green and orange. Do they always sell hand tools? Or, you know, they, but like they're not, they don't use uh, devices of, uh, what, what do they call them? The, uh, the English, right? That's what they call us?
1: The English, yeah.
0: They don't, use, they don't use, but like, you know, they use hand tools and stuff. But are they allowed to like sell high tech? Could you get like a Dell laptop there? I'm not hundred percent sure. You know, weirdly, I have never been to this hardware store. I
1: hear about it all. Sounds amazing. The time. I'd
0: love to see some woods.
1: Well, some beautiful woods, some mm, like crazy I woods.
0: woods that yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I
1: know. But my experience of Cincinnati, I think I've told you this before. The uh, the the radio station there, Waxy. Mm-hmm. they were great.
0: Uh, uh, was a huge. My friend long did their website, and and booster. I was a member there. You were a member of Woxie. I was a Woxie member. They had a great streaming. My friend Chris Glass, who did Forty Three Folders, also did their site, and uh, he's the best. He, I think he, he, he was in Dayton, Cincinnati. I think he's in Cincinnati now. But Woxie was great. Yeah, yeah. They 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 really boosted. The they're kind of like a KEXP and, in a lot of ways. They I are. Feel they, like. They're they're like
1: a, a proto KEXP, although they're gone now. Sadly. I know. R.I.P. <sighs> but I, I've always felt, and uh, you know, this is one of those things that you hear at it. You hear it, a stake and shake, and you never shake it. Yeah, um, is that Cincinnati is the capital of Kentucky, and I and I believe Ooh, wow.
0: that I I, like that. I believe that our airport's I think that, in Kentucky. Do you know that? So uh, CCVG, yeah, I did. the Cincinnati Airport, it sits down in uh, I want to say Covington, but it's down in Kentucky.
1: Well, the the venue, the like the whenever we played Cincinnati, the venue was actually over in Kentucky.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Got to take the yeah. uh, they call it the Brent Spence uh, the Brent Suspension Bridge it used to be. We, we took the Brent Spence Bridge over mm-hmm. and we played, the, we
1: played the, the roadhouse there. And, of course, that's gone, too.
0: But I apologize. I'll, My Amazon device decided to start telling me the top-rated airports in Kentucky. I how apologize.
1: Many are there, how many are there to rate? <laughs>
0: uh, well, let's see. It says here, number one, you got the Addington Field Harden. You got Samuels Field, Louisville, Mohammed something. I don't see CVG on here at all. Huh. Anyway, I'm sorry for that. I can cut that out if no, you want. No, no, no. It's all right. You know, uh, my so, dad, Cincinnati, that, that's so interesting because Cincinnati has had, like, in the time since I left, it got, I think, cooler and redone and gentrified. And, like, isn't it like you got the um, South, what is it called? The South of uh, Rhine area. But you've got, like, all these areas that were, like, they do stuff now. As far as I know, they did the thing that Seattle
1: did that was very popular with American cities, which is that they built a stadium and then they –
0: Decided to build a
1: second stadium.
0: Well, you had Riverfront coming up in the late '60s, and then they built the Coliseum, which is where the Cincinnati Stingers, the, the beloved classic hockey team, played for it's like six months. But didn't they tear be, down them, the? They tore down Riverfront. Build a new stadium. I believe so. I believe I do know that Riverfront is gone, and I believe the Coliseum's gone. I, I bet you're right. And so that would be what the Reds and the Bengals would play there, probably.
1: The last time I flew over. Cincinnati in a in a biplane Mm -hmm. i remember looking down on your way to get
0: on your way to Dayton to go
1: buy some (laughs) bike rims i said there are too many stadiums here there are too Mm -hmm. many stadia stadia in Mm -hmm. this town (laughs) stadia (laughs) did your did you have this
0: is a little bit of an aside did you
1: have uh nikes when you were in seventh grade or did you have a knockoff nikes
0: uh, both. <clears throat> I had to, this is before I had sort of money of my own. And my mom definitely did not have a lot of money of her own. But yeah, I think um, the first ones I begged myself into were, the answer, short answer is yes. But like I got, I believe, canvas, white canvas high tops with a black swoosh. But then eventually I got the Nike Dynasties, which are the coolest Athletic shoes I've ever owned. Go look up Nike Dynasty; they're really cool. But um, yeah, no, no, mostly I had to beg. You know what I got? I got those JC Penney ones, like with their fake Adidas with like four stripes. So what? Uh, what? What I got in uh, in whatever this
1: early eighties? Yeah. Oh, know, you got did was, you get the one with the where the swoosh goes the other way. Those no, cheap ones? I got the one where the swoosh looks like a whale. Oh. It looks like a whale. They're called Stadia. Yeah. I think they were sold by Kinney and yeah. they uh they had a whale Ugh. so it's like it's like the reds the white leather nike's with the red swoosh except they were white leather and they had a red whale on them mm. and i was not somebody who was status conscious
0: no if you you uh, would do your own aftermarket uh alligators on your shirt yeah right?
1: aftermarket alligators but definitely <laughs> when i
0: got these it was
1: not because i was I wasn't like, please, mom, please buy me the red swoopy <coughs> shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when I think my mom just went to the store and bought clothes and brought them home. Like she didn't even take me. With oh, I know. Her. By the like, way, this is exactly clothes. what I was thinking of.
0: It's basically an upside down swoosh. Uh,
1: yeah, except it's a little it's whale. It's a little whale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she brought them home and I was like, cool, those are cool. But then I wore them to school Mm-mm. and I was it, it, and it was patiently explained to me by everybody that my shoes were knockoffs, and it was kind of maybe the first time I understood what a knockoff was. Yeah. Because it was like, it was, you know, after Polo came out and everybody had a shirt that had a little guy on it, but they were always the wrong guy, unless you paid $80 for the shirt.
0: Yeah. Mom, moms I, hate then, that. Moms really hate that. Oh,
1: mom, moms love kids who love Jif, but moms Yeah, hate but I
0: mean, choosy moms will not let you get the shoes that are $40 just because of, like, this little piece of uh, oh, leather on it. It's
1: absolutely mom kryptonite, but then of course because of because I have the personality that I do, then I wore my Stadia with a defiance. Then I was like, "Yeah, Stadia. of course, of course, I rep yeah. Stadia," and uh, that just increased my popularity with all the kids. I'll
0: bet. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. My dad's people are from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's and, pretty much where most of my family. Right before they were Cincinnati. Well, my grandfather, as you know, comes from South America, but my. My, all my dad's side of the family mostly, and my, my grandmother is from Louisville. I like the way you pronounce it. Well, I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I go kind of in between. I don't want to go crazy about it. <laughs> I'm not going mean, to fake a
1: Brooklyn accent, you know? How many vowels can you take out of Louisville? <laughs> <laughs> when your grandfather came from South America, was it a thing where he had gone down there to escape a posse? And then he turned around and came back after. No, he was too young for shootout.
0: World War II, so you know Argentina rejected him. His family was from London; they were in the uh, industrial diamond business, like not high up in it, but like yeah, they basically were down there, you know, just getting. So all you had a resources. friend in the diamond
1: business.
0: <laughs> every kiss begins with K. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's family was in British Guyana, right outside of what we would later know as Jonestown, and yeah, uh, yeah and they were in the diamond, and so I, I, again, Talk about every, standing water. Huh. Huh. Um, the uh the thing is I don't everybody's dead. Anybody I could ask about yeah. this is dead. And right. but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's kind of your catchphrase. Well, it kinda is, you know, I got there's a lot of death in, in my family. The um he came to the story goes again, like like Betsy the Pistol in in the bag of popcorn, which is a great Warren Zevon song. Um, the story goes that he came to the US to go to dental school, which seems very strange. I wonder if that was some kind of, you know, a little bit of like, oh yeah, that's what's on the form. Like maybe he was in organized crime or something. He ended up shutting off people's electricity for Cincinnati Gas and Electric for 34 years, but he that I don't know how that happened, but the story goes that he came from South America to Cincinnati, I believe in 19 I want to say 30. So great timing. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Well, and that's, you know, that's what they call the great migration from Argentina hmm. to Cincinnati. That was a great, it's a good,
0: it's a good migration. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do anything with those plantains? You mean those fake bananas? (laughs) Yeah, I'll have them. (laughs) Go ahead, Barry, eat them up, yum. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't
1: know. I, uh, I've, so, my cousin Alfie is a cement contractor. Mm Mm-hmm. Alfie, so when my grandfather wait a minute when my great grandfather judge george alfred caldwell rochester uh-huh when he uh died he left all and his wife um his wife whose name escapes me at the moment although she's a she's a nefarious character they left all of their exciting uh family history to their children. And somehow it all filtered down in my family to two people, uh, Alfie through his mother, Mary Ellen and Junius through his father, Alfred Ruffner Rochester. Mm-hmm. None of it came to me because my dad was not interested when hmm. when he was when my dad was like the elder, oh, those Nike dynasties are so beautiful. aren't those badass, yeah, those are really nice uh, with the mesh,
0: yeah, yeah, i like yeah. I like the mesh a lot. I like that it's got like a contrast of different kinds of uh, materials. why
1: don't they make those again? why can't, why I don't can't know. they also made them in high
0: to... top I like the Oxfords better, I like the Oxfords.
1: yeah um anyway, Alfie, who lives out in uh, in Paul'sbow, Alfie has been sending me scans of pictures of all these people, all these like, uh, sepia toned photographs of oh these my God, people. That's catnip. that's catnip for you, John. It really is. The thing is he sends them to me in the middle of the night. He's like, Hey, look at this. Um, and, uh, and then he sends me some picture that I would walk over hot coals to hold in my hands. And I'm like, that's incredible. How did you find that? That's a picture of this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. Yeah. And uh, Or it's like, that's my grandmother and her mother and her mother on a boat to Paris in 1912. And I didn't even my know. God, that. It's like puzzle pieces. They're just like falling out of the sky. And, you know, and I know about all of the stuff, right? And Alfie's like, yeah, I thought that that was that, what this was. He's just going through what I think are innumerous boxes, innumerable, mm-hmm. innumerable boxes. Innumera. Of... uh. Of incredible photos that he inherited of all of these people on my father's side, and my mom just pulled out her boxes recently i think it i think it's partly that yeah that everybody that was in these stories is dead yep I've got a shadow box now in my living room of my great grandfather no my great great grandfather's uh um uh, like Grand Army of the Republic Reunion Medals. You know, those guys after the Civil War, mm-hmm. they got together every summer and they, would, they made medals and they would pin them on each other, I think, mm. the their entire rest of their lives. Hmm. Until they were 95 years old and they're still pinning Let pin them their, have pin it. Pin you know, medals, that's huh? what I say, let yeah, them exactly, have it. Exactly, let them have it. <laughs> the old guys nice, giving each other awards. They really do. You know what? Yeah.
0: You and I have never really made awards for each other. I, I, it, I'm, I'm already extremely interested in this idea.
1: It feels very Finn and Jake, doesn't it? Wouldn't you make me a medal, and I would make you a medal?
0: I would. I would make you the greatest burrito in the world. Um, I would make you a sandwich. I would make you an award. Yeah, but like I especially love the idea of like this is the award you didn't know you deserved, let alone earned. Like here's a very special, a very special episode where we give each other the awards that the other person uh, didn't know they needed or deserved.
1: Our fans have made us multiple phony awards. We're multiple the phony, phony awards. A-
0: tremendous! I, I have it here yeah. and I look at it all the time. It makes me so happy. Yeah, it's a very nice award,
1: and and we and we're multiple recipients. You know, we've been nominated a, a few times. Is we've that right? The, all the way and down it, in
0: Australia, they're still they're still listening. Is that right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's, we uh, have it, a it, it's based in Australia. Is that right, John? The phony award is an Australian podcasting award. That's okay, right.
0: okay,
1: but uh, it's entirely but d- real,
0: except in the insofar as it's not. But it does have it's, actual f- headphones on it.
1: I mean, it's a real phony. It's a real phony award. That's true. it's true
0: <laughs> okay. um, I No, but, I to answer your question, I don't think we have. That's not part of the usual I'm not saying this is bad or, or, or you know uh, anathema, but it's not part of the regular uh, day-to-day vernacular of our relationship is award-giving. In fact, if I may say, I don't want to make this awkward, but like I think you are resistant to awards. Mm-hmm. you don't want a white ribbon. You no know what I'm saying. Well, I don't,
1: except, and I, I, I know I've told you about this, when, yeah. when Millennium Girlfriend and I were, uh, were cohabitating or were planning, there was a brief period where she came to Seattle and we went
0: house shopping. Yeah, Didn't it escalate yeah. via her fairly quickly from it's this thing to like, oh boy, this is where we're going and there's no turning back?
1: Yeah, it's like oh, now it's a thirty five hundred square foot like uh, Queen Anne mansion on the north side of Cap- uh, Queen Anne Hill, and that's not I never I'm never going to live here, sweetie. Uh-huh, but we were uh-huh. talking about um, you know like she had all these diplomas, she had like really heavyweight diplomas, and at the time I didn't I hadn't even graduated from the University of Washington. And uh, I didn't have any diplomas and nobody had ever given me any awards. And so I had all these awards that were like c- certificates of participation. Mm. And I don't want those. Mm-mm. I want some, I want some real heavyweight stuff. I want, I want the real things, you know, that's why I asked Jason Isbell if he would make me a Kentucky colonel. And he was like, Oh yeah. Huh. Is he still thinking but about it? it? I, I don't think he has. I don't, it turned out he didn't have the power. And if he one could, of he probably
0: wouldn't say it. Like if you were. I mean, with all respect, if you were going to be a Kentucky colonel, you probably already would be. You know what I mean? That no. kind of thing. No, there's a gal
1: in uh, in Kentucky who was trying to make me a Kentucky Colonel a couple of different times, and she was like, "Yeah, I keep proposing you, and they keep not not replying to my emails either."
0: Oh no! And I'm like,
1: uh, it's something.
0: They're against me. They're mm-hmm. against me. If well, they probably who, heard about yeah, your mom's attitude. Your mom's slightly retro regressive attitude about the people of the Bluegrass State.
1: Well, I know, but it's, I, I don't ha- I don't have to appeal to my mom. These are my father's people. That's they're, true. I mean, they're, a oh, lot so you of say them you're saying
0: your legacy, a legacy. Yeah. A lot of them were bad people. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, Mitch but, McConnell, right? And that's right. He's a bad people. I don't like that guy. I don't like. I don't. I don't like him at all. Uh, but you know, the other thing is, like, it would be nice to get a prestigious award. Like, let's say, like you get the MacArthur uh-huh. Grant, or you yep, get yep. like a Mark Twain Award. award. Mm-hmm. But like, it would be even nicer if they made up a whole award for you. And by that, I mean, like about you. So, well, like, you you would, like, get, like, have excellence in being John Roderick. But it would be it would have a better name than that. But something that's, like, really tuned to you. I don't want to be the next Mark Twain. I want to be the last John Roderick.
1: I almost joined the Sons of the American Revolution. <laughs> uh, which, At what point? <laughs> well, a, a few years back. Uh-huh. Uh, because because we enjoyed of the, the
0: racism, but the networking is also important. Oh no no no! That's the Sons of the Confederacy. What about the daughters? I thought the DAR were the worst. Oh, maybe the, the DAR are not very. Maybe good the anymore. Sons, it's different. Maybe it's like Girl Scouts versus Boy Scouts, but in reverse. Yeah. Now it's just I think Scouts.
1: The, as far as I can tell, the only thing the Sons of the American Revolution do is that they have a they have a, a dinner every month or so that you love to car- eat. Well, but according to the emails uh, that I get, the guy that sends out the emails is like, we need a head count because I need to tell the restaurant how many, uh, you know, how many cutlets to have mm-hmm. in, the, in on the hot bar. <laughs> and I'm like,
0: well, this doesn't sound like the, like a great dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more like, I don't know. I think Toastmasters is usually a breakfast thing. They do a breakfast meeting. But I bet it's an early dinner also. Let's be honest. It's for
1: sure an early dinner, but the other thing that they appear to do, the Sons of the American Revolution, is uh, hand out medals to each other. Oh man! A- and it was it was partly my desire to have medals that uh, that made me think. Well, maybe if I join the Sons of the American Revolution, I can get a medal for something that my. Uh, seventh great grandfather did. Oh wow! Which was a fight in the American Revolution. You know, like I don't have to do anything, but I do get a medal for being around. Mm-hmm. You know, for for having ancestors. Yes. And, uh, and okay. that's a that's a kind of medal. You know, like get, hmm. have a have an ancestor medal.
0: Ancestor but then medal. it was
1: like I don't really want to go. I don't want to eat veal
0: out of a hot bar. Uh, I don't eat uh, veal. Just, don't worry about that. That's not real. <laughs> That's that's what we in elementary school used to call chicken fish. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, fish. uh, This show's (laughs) getting weirder and stupider all the time. (laughs)